The views, information or opinions expressed during the Journey podcast series are solely those of the individuals involved and does not represent Wise Words Imaging or any other company. Wise Words Imaging is not responsible and does not verify for accuracy. Any of the information contained in the podcast series is available from the respective owner. Enjoy the show. Some say he's a technical whiz. Some say he was born in Cornwall. While some say he's on a journey. It's the journey. And here's your host, David Hackett. Joining me today on the journey is a unique journey, like we had a unique journey with Professor Tim Wilson the other week. And this element is a different side to the journey because we heard Tim's perspective how he coped with certain elements of the circle which he has his right to say but today we're joined by Katie. Katie well she played cat a catfish which will explain why (laughs) (laughs) and explain why she chose to be the catfish but welcome to the circle well not the circle the journey Katie, hi. Hello, how are you? I'm good. Now, I said before we started recording, it's going to be Adlib. Trust me, that was Adlib. (laughs) (laughs) Then you said, welcome to the circle. But anyway, so, (laughs) so anyway, welcome. My first question is, before we get into this discussion of the circle. Yeah. What made you think of joining such a thing when you first heard of it did you get picked did you get asked did you get the application and fill it in like anyone else or was it yeah so actually um I actually watched the first circle um just by accident by flicking the channels and really enjoyed it and then I actually saw on Instagram the casting for it and I just thought, oh, my God, I've always wanted Big Brother. I'm not going to lie. Um, and I just thought, do you know what? This is like the next Big Brother. I want to do this. So literally clicked on the link, filled out the application. And it wasn't until about nine months after the application that I got a call. 
mm. um, which really shocked me because I, if I'm honest, I kind of forgot about it. <laughs> so, and I was like, really? Um, and he said, you know, just, just this is just a call to see, you know, who you are, what you're about. Can we have some information about you? And he said, we'll be in touch. And four months later, nothing. And then I got a call to have a Skype audition. Did the Skype audition and honestly, it was about 20 minutes and I was rubbish. And I even thought, do you know when you're under pressure thinking, I now, now I've got it in my head, I really want to go on this. So it was like an interview. I felt so under pressure. And, I, and then I was like, there's no way I'm getting on with the questions I've just answered. And then I got a call saying, can I go to London for an audition? And I was like, no way. And everyone was going, you'll never get in. You'll never get in. All these people in the world, why me? And I was like, and I felt quite confident. I was like, why not me? Why not? And went for two more auditions. And then I got the call saying, you're in. And you had to go up to Manchester and... <laughs> yeah, and do you know what? I'm not, I've never been to Manchester. I'm, I'm a village girl. I've lived in the same town all my life. Haven't, haven't even visited half of England. Um, so it just opened, and I'm not going to lie, the circle opened a whole new world for me. Like a whole new world. But it's quite actually, because I found out there was only, most people were headhunted for the circle. And yeah. it was only me and Brooke that went through the audition process. Mm. Mm. So that's interesting because that's what Tim. Well, I'm not saying he's saying he thinks it's intentionally, but he said he was like he was. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I think I'm trying to say it in a vague way because I don't want producers picking this up and saying. But the thing is, he was edited and he was told he had to be this, he had to be that, and. Similar to what Richard was like, because obviously Richard is a celebrity. Yeah. So he's used to being told what to do, like, please do this, please do that. But the others, no sense. Yeah, well, it's, it's really random, actually, because I'm, I'm not going to lie. Not any point did I feel that someone told me to do something that I wouldn't do in my nature, or I don't actually remember anyone saying to do anything. It was just... BJ, and that that from the start to the finish, it was just all all the whole process was like, have you got your notes? How are you going to be J? And then when I was in the apartment, it was bang. This is I've only got me now because of course there's nobody there. Yeah, you can't yeah. Why are you saying it? Just the cameras watching you, and you have to be aware of what's going to be coming out on there, and you're thinking, is that going to go out? Is that going to go out? Yeah. But, I, you don't really think that, do you know what the hardest thing is? I think people that aren't catfishes probably don't realise how hard it is to be a catfish. Because if I was myself, I would have been talking really freely. But everything I had to say to the circle, I had to think about. Because it's not me. And not only was it someone younger, it was a different, you know, a male trying to be a male. So <laughs> every time it was my turn to say something, I'm like, oh, no, I'm not me. I'm not me. No, 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 don't say that. And it was just caught, and it honestly, it was harder than I ever, ever imagined. It wasn't relaxing because I was constantly worrying of what I'm going to say, constantly worrying I'm going to be caught out. And my only regret in the circle is not telling everybody it was me. I became such good friends that I nearly, nearly, two days before I got blocked, nearly said, look, I need you all to know. And if I could turn back time, I wish I'd done that. I wish I'd got in as me. So do you think people were 
suspicious in her own right mind, but it wasn't voiced. Yeah, I think, you know, trying to play somebody else, I mean, I get the concept, but I should have just gone in as a 25-year-old me. It would have just been so much easier. Yeah. It, it was just too difficult. And then the more that it went on, the harder, the more people that were introduced, the harder I found it. The date with Ella was just awful. Because actually, I don't, I think I've only ever been on one date in my life. So I didn't even know what to say, how to do it. <laughs> I, it was just, it was just such hard work, but it was well worth it. Yeah. It's just like you said about catfishing, and catfishing is a common thing on social media nowadays. Yeah. And to some, to, I've read in recent stories that the circle is trying to publicise the fact that you can catfish and get away with it, but it's not a thing to get away with. It's a very dangerous game. Very, very. Uh, I, think, I think they saw it in a different perspective. I think they saw it as you've got to be careful out there because every, anyone can be anyone. And I think in my, my son, my youngest son, saw it as, God, actually, you know, James got away with it being Sammy for so long. It just proved that anyone can be anyone and be careful. So I think mm. in some people it came across in a different way that actually they were saying, be careful on social media. Anyone can be anyone. It's so, very clever. Yeah, it is. Um, so did you have any favourites? Yeah, oh, actually, oh, I had loads of favourites. I mean, as everyone knows, I get on really well with James. Um, I'm really close with James, Brooke, um, Jan. Me and Jan are really good friends. Um, Beth, Woody. I get, in fact, I'm, I'm actually get on with nearly all of them. I speak to them. People I speak to more is probably James, Jack. Jack, really get on really well with Jack. Brooke, Jan, I speak to Jan loads. I love Jan. <laughs> but yeah, we all get on really well. We've got a WhatsApp group, everyone chats. It's actually really nice, really nice. And Woody's only from literally down the road in um, Brighton, if I remember right. Yeah, he is. Yeah, we always say we're going to meet up. It's just with lockdown, it's all of us have kept trying to get dates in. It's just never happened. Yeah, <laughs> busy lives. So, before the circle started, did you ever envision yourself to be on Big Brother? Always wanted to be on Big Brother, but I'm not going to lie, I've never auditioned. <laughs> That's, but I'm not, I, if I'm honest, I didn't get my confidence. I've always been confident, but I didn't ever want to be on TV until I was in my 40s. It, I went on a programme called Date My Mum on Channel 4. I remember it was explained on the circle briefly. Yeah, so that was... Five years ago, that's the first time I've ever been on TV, and I quite liked it. So I thought, so when something else came up, I thought, yeah, I'm not shy, I'm not shy of the cameras. And it came, just came from that, really. Mm. Yeah, it was random, but I never thought I'd actually do it or be, I, you never think anyone's going to pick you, do you? No. You just think, no. I'll, I'll go for it, but it's not, it's same as getting a lottery ticket, you never think it's going to be you. But you've got to be in it to win it. Yeah, it's like a golden ticket with Willy Wonka back in the day. You yeah, to... it's just luck or it's just you are what they're looking for. Or I, I, I felt really lucky because I didn't realise how many people auditioned. There was thousands. So I feel really, really lucky. I'm really blessed. 
but thousands auditioned and found so many were edunted. That doesn't make sense. Yeah, I, I think what they did is they auditioned people, but they kind of obviously had in their mind. I mean, I didn't know they were headhunted. They were more, I think the producers kind of go through YouTubers and, you know, outgoing people. I think they like to see you on what you're like on camera before they even, you know, to get to know you. And maybe they've seen these, they've probably seen everybody on YouTube doing stuff thinking they'd be great. So they tried mm. their luck by giving them a quick email. Yeah. They still had to audition. But, they, you know, I think there was another load of people that got through the auditions as well. But obviously when they put all the people that got through and the people they've headhunted together, it was obviously that's who they picked. Yeah. There's obviously method to their madness. <laughs> yeah, and the producers are very clever at that. And you never personally had anyone knocking on the door when the cameras were so-called not one in please do this please do that no no I've never had anyone ever say to me you've got to do this or you've got to do that I just went with the flow and but then there's no one to talk to anyway um Mm. so yeah I just went with the flow and just enjoyed every minute although it was so lonely and boring because you've only you know you're filming all the time but not realizing it so you are just sat doing a puzzle or no phone no tv and I'm a smoker and I found that really difficult, not being able and, to just have a cigarette when I wanted. It was so hard. And you wasn't allowed to stand by the window either. You can't open your windows because somebody else could hear you. Yeah, you can't do anything. Yeah. And it was clever because I don't know how it was structured in your mind when you was in there, but from the camera point of view, you was there, Tim was upstairs or whatever. Then yeah. they saw, and I said to Tim, and he said, possible. But I said, how many do you think of you was on the same floor and you didn't even realise it? No, we weren't. Because, because when I was, yeah, when I was blocked and had to knock on James's door, he was three floors down and the other side of the apartment. So I was at the front, he was at the back. So we were completely spread out. So really diverse in front, you know, everyone was, and that is what it's going to be like for the circle what's been filmed last year for this year for Stand Up To Cancer and the normal one. Yeah. It's just, they had to be in isolation because obviously COVID, but yeah. the fact is they spread out as well and it's going to be an interesting concept to see how they develop their characters. You know, the people who said, I'm, Ma-, you know, Maggie, for example, I forgot who's in it. So, but, you know, Maggie from, you know, Aggie, Kim and Aggie, you know. Lise Van Elton, she's in it, yeah. Do you think she will win, or do you have any favourites? I'd like her to, because she's probably going to be my favourite. I really like her, yeah. So I think, yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I just got in from work. Yeah. I can't wait to watch it, actually, the celebrity one, because there's more catfishes in that one than any series. And that's where I think it was aimed for, more catfishes. Yeah, it needs to have more, but it can't have too many, because then everyone would know that, Everyone was a catfish. It's just so hard to know. It's so no. hard. I thought Tim was a catfish and I thought Woody was a catfish and I would have put money on it. I would have put money on that. Now, when you first met Woody, did you expect him to be related to Norman Cook? No. And when I was talking to him, like we're having conversations through the circle, he's so intelligent and so clever. He's the same age as one of my sons. So I just didn't put him in that bracket. I was like, there's no way he's in his 40s. I, I was so wrong about Woody, and he is so lovely. 
Mm. Now you watched the US circle because obviously I'm in the US. I haven't circle. finished it yet. I've I have only on I, no, I haven't finished. I won't spoil it, but yeah. you made friends with some as well. What's your experience of that one compared to the British one? Which is misleading if you notice by some of the cutscenes where it shows Manchester when it shows America. Oh, yeah, I know. I think that everyone knows it was filmed in Manchester, so they should have just left it with that. But, yeah, yeah I love it because the Americans, I find them, they're so, they're much more outrageous than we are and they speak their mind more than we do. I mean, I hold a lot in. I don't speak my mind if it's going to upset someone. But people in America... That, that they do the right thing. They just say it how it is. <laughs> I should have done that. See, I'm too polite. There's things <laughs> I want to say, but I know it might offend somebody, so I just wouldn't say it. Mm. But I just think they've got more confidence. So it, it's probably a better watch because they're fiery. They say it how it is. Yeah, it's great. So reality TV as a whole, because this is my experience of how it is as a journey, I was at the train station in Cornwall when I was living in Cornwall. And they wanted a news article made good because they were talking about trains and cost of trains going up. They asked me to walk up and down the train station because no one was on the train station except for me. And there's this film TV crew. Ah. They did walk up and down several times in different walks. And I'm like, why? Because I think they paid you. No, it was free, but the point was... I had to walk up and down in different ways and wear different coats to make it look like... Oh, I see. It looked like there was more people. Oh, I see. So my conception of that is when you actually saw it on screen, it looked busy because they edited it so well. With you. And I I say reality TV as a whole, it's gone bigger over the last 20 years in the UK. Because of things like Big Brother. Even before Big Brother, in the new, start of the new year on BBC, there was Castaway, wasn't there? That thing on the island. And yeah. Things. And people tend to think, forget about that. They think, oh, Big Brother started it. I'm thinking, yeah, and it was, yeah. Forgot about Castaway, yeah. So. Yeah. So, it's right, but, yeah. I think reality TV, people like it because it's real. Yeah. And that's why they like it. Mm. But. But do you think it's a manufactured reality now, or do you think it is still the meaning of reality where you actually see the person and see their journey as a whole? Yeah, I think, I don't know really. I've never really thought about it. I think, you know, like Only Wears Essex, for instance, I mean, that's reality TV, but they've had to set up stories to make it good. But The Circle, I would say, and Big Brother, it is what it is. It's just, you know, filmed... They, obviously, they cut things and edit it, but they mm. didn't edit. I don't think they edited me. There's only one thing I think they did with me where we did the, we did the, um, oh, what was it? The celebration of, we all had to dress up and drink beer and eat hot dogs. I can't remember what it was, but they showed everyone dancing and they just showed me on the sofa like that. <laughs> But I did dance. <laughs> but they didn't take the dancing from you. <laughs> yes, I, I looked like I was a miserable cow. I probably really was wanted a cigarette and got was moody, but I did dance, but they just didn't show that. So things like that, they they didn't make me look bad and that they just obviously didn't can't show everything, I suppose. Yeah, and that's what I have learned over time, you know. They look at it 
and then they've got like a set amount of time before they yeah. can get it ready to say ego put it on tv exactly and i think when i came out and watched it i was expecting all sorts thinking oh what about when i was in the shower and when i was doing this or picking my nose or and you think god what are they going to show when i watched it i was like oh okay and i was like oh my god something really funny happened in there and that wasn't shown and that really surprised me mm. so i literally put a dish in the oven and the whole dish basically melted so i was screaming for some help and i was laughing so much because i read the instructions i did it all right but, the whole, but i was laughing that much i could just couldn't stop you know when you're wetting yourself it and I was like, I can cook. How did even this happen? <laughs> there were so many things in there that were hilarious, but weren't shown. But like yeah. you say, they, they just haven't got time. Yeah, it's like Tim said as well when I spoke to Tim. He said he hasn't chose to watch his time in the circle. Yeah, he, he said seemed... he hasn't watched it. He said drips and drabs. I watched a lot. Well, did you watch it because you wanted to self-evaluate yourself? Or did yeah, you just... I wanted to watch... When I came out, literally, I had a day with the family, and the next day I was on that sofa, literally watching it until I'd finished. I wanted to see 100% of what they, what, what I looked like and what, what things they put on, because I was so nervous about anything in the shower room, because there's cameras in the shower room. Yeah. And at one point I was like, I can't do this. I cannot do this. And, and it was just like, well, it is what it is. I've, I've signed up for it. I have to do it. So I was more nervous of me when I was asleep, the showering, getting changed, anything like that. And actually, they were amazing because there was nothing on there that I wouldn't have agreed with. So that they were, and they knew what I liked. And I was like, you know, I wouldn't want anything like this. They do ask you, is there anything you wouldn't want us to show? And I'm like, yep, shower room, toilet, getting dressed. And they listened and they, and they didn't, which was really great. And that's what they did on most of them. They didn't go beyond the point of saying, we want to make it risque TV. We want mm. to keep it within the element. Because British TV is different, again, to American TV. American TV, they don't care. But well, British, okay. But, but British TV, they more out there where they will say... Yeah, to be honest, and do you know what? Studio Lambert, the directors and all the producers, they really listened. I, I found they literally always said... Before you go in, is there anything you're comfortable with? Anything you're not comfortable with? What don't you eat? What do you like to do in your daily routine? When do you want to go to the gym? I found personally, they listened to everything I said and they're like, yep, that's fine. They didn't say, you know, you're in the circle, you're lucky, you've got to do this, 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 this. None of that. I found them amazing. Really, they treated me so well. And no psychological issues afterwards where you felt really I knew what I signed up for. Yeah, anyone, <clears throat> you know. And we have a call from, um, we have, like, one, I think it's once a month we have a call from a psychiatrist to talk about any issues we have. We've had aftercare now for free for 18 months. We get free counselling. We can call, email. They're literally there for you the whole time. Luckily, mm. I haven't had to call. Um, but when when I do get the call, I love the lady so much. I just... Talk to her for a catch up, but it hasn't affected me anything. No, I, 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 I feel blessed that I even had the chance to go on. So I just, mm. it's made me happy, you know. And I'm still, I'm still kind of buzzing from it. Eighteen months ago, but I'm still living it. Does that make sense? So I'm, yeah. I'm, 
I'm very blessed. Yeah, well happy. And I like how they did move from London to Manchester because it gave it another element. It's like the original Big Brother was in London and then they moved to Art Picture. So I like yeah. how So I liked how they gave it a fresh perspective. Yeah, it was good. Although it would have been easy for me, London, because it's like half an hour away. I know. But <laughs> it would have been much easier for me. And that was clever, but I think the lease on that was only a temporary one. So Yeah, yeah, that's right. And this yeah. is a bit more permanent in the respect that it's... I, I think so, yeah. And they're lovely apartments, like really nice. Yeah, well, I did read in the feedback on several forms because, as you know, I'm part of most of the forms. Yeah. People are like, how nice is it? How nice is it? Yeah. And people are showing how much it is to rent one of those They are, they are. They're great. So if you could, would you rent one of them? <laughs> Yeah, I probably would went one if I was to go to Manchester for a weekend because there is, you know, it's it's near everything. It's yeah, and they've got the the garden on the top of the roof. Oh, it's lovely, really nice. And even the garden on the roof, you couldn't even smoke there. <laughs> no, no. If, oh, do you know what? Don't go in the circle if you're a smoker. That would be my advice. <laughs> <laughs> so, if they came to you and said. We want to element of surprise where you can go in as you. Really. Yeah, hundred percent. But not catfishing this time, just being you. Yeah, I'd love the chance. I even said when they were doing another circle, I was like, "Please let me audition again as me." They were like, "No." I was like, "Please," because no one will believe it's me. Yeah, <laughs> and um, no, they said no. But I would, I would love to do it again. I think when you've done something once and you, you love it. Or you think, I wish I'd done that, or I wish I'd done this. The second time, you'd find amazing. I would love to do it again. Or I'd love to do, like, Gogglebox or something. Gogglebox, that'd be good. That's yeah, good. I'd love that. Yeah, I would love that. Or something else. I really want to do something else. I've done a couple of movies now. Um, just extra work, and I had a couple of speaking parts. But just tiny little bits, but... It, it's something I never would have done before. I mean, I never thought I'd ever be in a big movie, and I'm going to be. Even though it might be 10 seconds, the experience <laughs> of it all was amazing. So yeah. I did more for the experience than anything else. But reality TV, I, I kind of know that I can't act. I can. Give me some lines and I can say it, but I couldn't do a different accent. I couldn't burst into tears. I don't think. So I tried. No, I'm joking. No. Um, <laughs> <laughs> give you a tear stick for that. <laughs> yeah. But reality TV, I'm there. I want to do it again. But I did try and apply for the American Circle. Yeah. But, uh, well, it's it, it kept saying finish your application. So I kept trying to finish it. And then it kept saying, what state do you live in? And it didn't give me an option. I was like, no, I live in England. Why have you not got this option? And then it wouldn't let me complete it because I didn't live in America. But I was like, no, I want to do the American one. I definitely want to do the American one. But that's an interesting concept as well. They could look at contestants from series one, two, and possibly series three, and make a, you know, a transatlantic circle. Yeah, can you imagine? I'm gonna, I'm gonna try. I mean, I did it. I think I did email Studio Lambert last year and going, please let me do the American one. I think they're probably like, do you know what, Katie, go away. You've had your chance. You've done it. Now move on. I'm like, no. The circle, the circle's blocked you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They're like that, no, and I'm like, please, please, please. But only because I'd love to go in as me, because I, I, I 
I now know it wasn't meant to be, let's face it. I wasn't meant to win, but I know I could have got further. I know I could have, but it is what it is. And that's how reality is because it's indeed, indeed. But you wouldn't play a catfish. That is the main thing. You wouldn't catfish again. Oh, uh, do you know what? I, I would if I if someone asked me, but I would have to be a woman because I just found answers. Answering as a guy, like I always say, oh hi, lovely, and yeah. and you know, answering as a guy, I'm like, yeah, all right, mate. And then I'm like, what do I say to a girl? And I, I, I just found it too hard. But the, only, but the only way to look up where I'd lovely is if you was playing the gay counter. <laughs> you what, sorry? You want to say that you again? Could, you could have been playing the gay counter. I love the, you know. Yeah, well, yeah. It, it, it's one of those things that, oh, I, I can't tell you how hard it is. But I do think if I was going to be a girl, I could do it. Do you I think do you think if the role was the first time and your son went in and played a few, do you think he would have struggled? 100%. Although, he'd probably know just to say, oh, hello, lovely, or... I don't know. Yeah, I think he'd probably struggle. I, I'm i not going to lie. It depends on how you would be, because you knew how to adapt, but he's the sort of person I would imagine be like, how did mum do it? How did mum do it? Yeah, I don't think, I don't think he could... I mean, I honestly thought, I, I mean, I did research Jay for two months, literally researched what music he likes. I even learned the lyrics to all the songs he likes. I learned every football player, you name it, I learned it, and nothing was asked. Not one question I researched for two months was asked. Nothing. <laughs> and I had every answer, apart from the price of a brick. I'm like, ah, no, that's just random. Mm. So <laughs> Random. I know I keep referring to Tim a lot, but this is why I like Yeah, no, that's fine. But Tim's perspective, he said he went in there because he wanted to see how social media was. He wanted to be aware of certain elements. I think there was an element there that he was not testing himself. He wanted to test the boundary of how he could see it from his point of view, which is different than your point of view. Mm. And... Even now, I'm not giving away personal information. Even now, when I see his social media, because I think I've got him on my Facebook as well, mm. I just think, is that because he does want people to know the real Tim, or is he just being guarded because of his own reasons? Well, I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, because Tim, obviously, with Instagram and Facebook, hasn't isn't wasn't big on social media. So mm. it was probably really interesting for him. Um yeah, I mean, I, I, if I'm honest, I don't speak to Tim much. So I, don't, I, I actually, because I obviously left, I, I've never, I've never actually got to know Tim. Never had a one-to-one with him. Never had a conversation with him. So I don't know him too well still. A uh, lovely guy of what I can see, but you know, he blocked me. Let's face it. <laughs> he <know>, asked <laughs> me the awkward questions. I mean, how did he know it that shit? How did he? Like, What's the price of a brick? I mean, I asked Jay, and Jay was like, well, it can be from 30p to £2.80. You can't specifically... And I thought my answer was so good, but it backfired. My answer was, I don't buy them, I build them. They get... Because Jay is a builder, and the supplies get delivered. So he probably would never know, which actually a lot of builders said they wouldn't know. But it really came down on me. Everyone questioned... On the bricks. (laughs) Yeah, but everything I did, I was like, 
how are they coming for me? What is going on? <laughs> but do you think that was because Tim was told to put the pressure on you? Well, this is what I'm thinking, because I've, li- I've listened to a couple of his podcasts, and I'm thinking, oh, oh. I've never asked him, and if I'm honest, I'm not going to ask him, because I don't want to Because, no, and I don't want to know, because it's I've told because, him nothing. Yeah, I had it's... such a good time, and I think if Studio Lambert knew, if, if Tim's right and Studio Lambert knew who they wanted to go, I was going to go anyway, hmm. no matter what questions were asked. So, you know, it it's just is what it is, yeah. But- because he's been very ambiguous about certain things. He kept it saying it's this, it's that, but you've got to work out in between. So I kind of get his point, but at the yeah. same time, but at the same time, I don't think he could be himself. It's him being himself, I think, could have been the better person, in my personal opinion, because he could have been relaxed. He could have been less stressed. And I think that's what he was getting at. He was more stressed. Oh, okay. And that's and that's the upsetting thing because he was a likable person, as people saw. But no one saw deep down the real Tim. They saw this mask that he had. To they wear. saw what they wanted him. They wanted the program. Wanted other people. Well, you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah. I know what you mean. Yeah, yeah. It is hard. I mean. I don't know, I suppose that, do you know what though, let's face it, if you're going to go on reality TV, it's a risk you're going to take. They'll show what they want to show. We sign contracts, is what it is. And that's and really got, like, yeah. And you got paid X amount for just lots of days, but not a lot. No, I didn't get paid. I wish, that's what I went in there for, to win the money. No, <laughs> he, he did, he said he got paid. Oh, you get your your daily loss of earnings. Yeah. But I think it was something like, I can't even remember, 50 quid a day? Yeah, it's very basic. It was yeah, saying. it was just basic of what you're, you know, just to help you out while you're not working. I can't even remember. It might, it might be more than that. But nothing major. Yeah, unfortunately. So, so you're going to watch the Stand Up to Cancer one? Yeah, I can't wait. You said Denise is going to be your favourite there. Because I, I love Denise Van Elton. She's going to be great. I know it. She's going to be so good. Yeah. And, then, and, and then a week later, it's going to be normal, as they call it now, normal one. You're going to look forward to that? Or yeah, I'm be- really looking forward to it Because I, I've got a feeling that I'm going to know some of the contestants on it. And obviously, if they're on it, they're not allowed to tell me. Because when I came out of the circle, I had so many emails saying, I've gone for an audition please help me, um, what do you think I should do, blah, blah, blah. And I had that many. And then one person said, I've got my audition booked. I'll keep him for, keep you informed. And I've never heard from them since. That was two people. Mm. And I'm like, they got in and they can't tell me. Yeah. Oh, they are sworn, literally. Yeah, they, and you are. I wasn't allowed to tell. I was only allowed to tell my immediate family, but only a few of them. So I couldn't tell anyone. So I, I'm, I'm gagging to see if they got in or not. I can't wait to see if these people, and I hope they did. Yeah, so, I'm really looking forward to it, yeah. And I'm not going to spoil it about the American first season, as they call it, over in America, but you'd be interested to know it, it does get better. Oh, really? Oh, I can't wait. I can't. I don't know which Do you know what I, I might do? What? I might come and live in America for six months <laughs> and then apply for the circle in America... And then come home. <laughs> to say it's work related. <laughs> yeah. I just think the American one would be amazing. 
I just think it would be so much fun. Yeah, you never know. Next year, I'll give it another go. And Netflix is a bigger audience nowadays. Yeah. So. Do you know what I might do? I might be a catfish when I audition. Pretend I'm they... somebody else on my application and turn up and go, hi! <laughs> <laughs> you know me, really. <laughs> I say, see, yeah, I got you. I'm a catfish again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I, I want to do something else, definitely. So, apart from doing something else, what is your long-term goal? Because obviously the journey is expanding and growing from where you were, say, 12 months ago, where you are today. Where would you see yourself in years to come? Would you see yourself doing more TV shows like Gogglebox if they offered it to you? Like, God, oh, yeah, I mean, I'd love to do something else reality. But apart from that, I think I've just started a new business. I'm just going to concentrate on that, really, and just start earning a living properly and being a mum. But if somebody offered me or an audition, I'm there. Even if it's not for me, I find now I'm coming up 45. Any offer, I go and do it for the experience. You've got nothing to lose. It doesn't matter what it is. When I've been asked to do a few advert auditions and things like that, a few extra positions for a few comedy things. And I'm like, yeah, I'll come. And, you know, they're like, well, what's your fee? And I'm like, oh, I don't even have to pay me. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm, <laughs> you know what I mean? It's like, I literally do all these little things, bits and bobs for experience, because I've never had it before. I was a mum at 17, so I've never had any life experience. So as soon as I get an email, I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. <laughs> <laughs> My mum was 17 when she had me, so... Oh, I, was she? Yeah, so... Ah, oh, so young mum. It's funny because yeah. I'm a young mum to Jay, but I'm an old mum to Honey because she's only three. Yeah. Yeah. So would you would want Honey to do something like that when she's older? I have a feeling Honey probably will. I mean, I've called the business after her. She is the face of the business and she loves it. She's literally loves the camera. She loves doing a TikTok and she's only three. So, yeah, I, I've got a feeling she might... Oh, she like she literally if I do a TikTok she's like I want to do a TikTok I'm like oh my god you're three years old um yeah we recorded TikTok she's fine exactly yeah that's the way I look at it that's why I'm saying (laughs) yeah like when you do a TikTok live you can't say oh I'm doing TikTok oh sorry honey I know yeah she's hilarious so yeah so yeah (laughs) if she wanted to pursue it in because I wanted to go to drama school when I was about I must have been about 10, 11, but my parents said no. Um, so I think if I had of, it would be a completely different story. But if she ever wants to do any of my kids want to do anything like that, it would be, yes, follow your dreams. Yeah, that's what, that's what I always say. Follow your dreams, carry on being positive because yeah. the journey... And you know what? Yeah, no matter what their dream is. I said to this is no lie, only yesterday I said to my 11-year-old son, we're having dinner, he's just going to senior school in September, trying to tell him how important it is now, he's got a knuckle down, you know, get off the PlayStation. And I said, so what, have you ever thought about what you want to do for a living when you're, you know, you leave school or college? He went, nah, just want to work in a corner shop. (laughs) (laughs) He was obviously joking, but I was like, what? It's the way you said it. Nah, I just want to work in a corner shop. Um, nothing wrong with corner shop. <laughs> yeah, it's just so random. I was like, what? Well, well, okay, but he doesn't. He was joking. But yeah, it's all getting serious now, going to senior school. Yeah, I remember when I went to senior school, mm. I was 
had big trouble, full stop. And I was always in trouble, guaranteed for one reason or another. And you remember, and you remember back in the day, bike sheds were made of asbestos roofs. Yes. I walked along the roof of this one in my school when I was 15 and the year above me were about to leave school. They told me to walk along it. So I did. They told me to jump in the middle, which I did. Nothing happened. They said, jump again. I went straight through it. Oh. Nothing happened to me on toward. I just got suspended. <laughs> That's really bad though, asbestos, isn't it? My, my yeah. stepdad actually had asbestosis. He was a roofer and obviously from roofing all those years with the asbestos, he got asbestosis. Mm, but yeah, mm. I went straight through it. Wow. The air teacher came along. He said, follow me. I didn't know until the end of the day. I was just... Oh, God. But when I went back after suspension, because in my school there's report cards where if you did something wrong, you went on report or whatever, for example, yeah. or whatever. And he said, what, you're going on report, but also we were going to charge you for the damages. Oh. But, we, but we're going to knock them down anyway. So you helped us out, knock them down. Oh, you're that result. Do you want me to go and do it again? Yeah, <laughs> I'll do the whole lot if you like. Oh, so, so by the time I was went into my final year of school, the bicycle sheds were <laughs> only because I have. <laughs> oh, brilliant! You're like that right? I'm just going to go and knock those ones down. Yeah. <laughs> so that's why I came to fame in school, and now I ended up on my ass, literally. <laughs> literally, yeah. You did. <laughs> brilliant. <laughs> Thank God, school days are over. Mm. I know, and that's the thing. When you see your 11-year-old saying, yeah. oh, no, you know, he may be gloom and doom, but he'll come to you at 16 or 20 saying, those were the best days of my life. 100%. Just being with my friends was amazing at school, yeah. But I didn't go. And the last year, I just never went to school. I got, I got, I, <laughs> this is one thing probably no one knows about me. I got, in my exams, I got unbraided for every single exam. They didn't even grade it because all I did is write Katie Rowe, Katie Rowe all over my exam paper. <laughs> this whole thing I just... <laughs> no, I didn't get a score. I just looked at it, didn't understand it, and just wrote my name, walked out, and then in the end, I think I just didn't even bother going in for them. I was like, that. Ah, I can't do it. I'm not going to do it. End of. So, yeah, I came out with no qualifications. But I've done all right. I've had three businesses, and I've done all right. And you've got children to show that you are, oh, well... <laughs> I actually told my kids I got A's. Do they know now? <laughs> the oldest two do, but the youngest don't know. You've got to pretend, haven't you? So they work hard. You've got to say, you know, because otherwise they'll go, well, you do all right. And you didn't get anything. So they'll come to me. So I'm like, no, I knuckled down. I worked hard. Did Your I? nose was to the stone. It's like, yeah. I did well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Little did they know I was thick as shit. <laughs> Still am. <laughs> Nothing wrong with that. No, there isn't anything wrong with it. I just wasn't very good at keeping it in here. Yeah. I'm I'm still not. Yeah, I'm just not very good at absorbing stuff. It just, you'll tell me that one day and next week I'll be like, did you? What what was that? I just don't absorb, I don't absorb anything I'm not interested in. (laughs) That's basically what it is. And school (laughs) was just, no. (laughs) No. Because I know you was unwell, are you feeling better now because you was unwell recently? Oh, God. I had literally about 11 days of excruciating side pain. 
Um, I had scans. They saw like a black shadow on a muscle, but weren't a hundred percent what it was. They said it's muscle damage. But I not. I mean, I've got a high pain threshold, and I never go to the doctors. I honestly couldn't cope with the pain that I had to go. In the end, the doctor was like, "Go to A&E." Had scans, had tests. I've only had more tests this morning, but they just don't really know what it is. And it's just. But it wasn't only the pain. I had dizziness. Every time I stood up, I just felt, I, I just couldn't stand. Like, I was no way I could do an Instagram post or anything like that. Couldn't speak. But I don't know if the pain triggered some kind of, it was like a bit of vertigo. So it wasn't COVID. I didn't have a virus. And so they've done blood tests at the hospital, but they've done more again for me this morning. The pain just caused, I don't know, I honestly can't explain it. I've never had anything in my life. But I stuck, was stuck on the sofa and could hardly move for literally nine days. Mm. Haven't been like that in years. So I don't even know what happened. And now I'm literally right as rain today and yesterday. It's weird. weird. Just wait for the test results. It, it, it may just be that I have damaged a muscle without realising. And it's just mm. the pain so excruciating. I think it maybe just affected my whole body. I honestly don't know. Mm. Katie, it's been a pleasure in your journey in the circle and in your life as old where you was this and that. But it's you being you, and that's what I've always said to people when they take part. It's about you being you, and that's what people would like to see because they see beyond the, in the circle case, they see beyond the fakeness that you put out there. They see you being you, and that's what I liked. Ah, oh, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you very much. And five hours difference, it do, it feels like I'm only down in Cornwall still. <laughs> it does, and you're the morning and we're coming up tea time, yeah. Oh, it's been lovely talking to you. Thank you for having me on. Thank you, Katie. Take care. That was The Journey, hosted by Wise Words Imaging, hosted by David Hackett, produced by Melissa Hackett. Be sure to like, subscribe and listen to another journey coming soon. The journey will be interviewing Whitesaid Fred, one of the UK's most enduring pop exports. Since forming in 1989, brothers Fred and Richard Fairbrass have a list of achievements as songwriters and a band that includes number one hits in 70 countries, including two US number ones, three UK number ones and a number one in Japan. They were also the first band to reach the number one slot in the US with a debut single since the Beatles. We'll be talking to Richard and Fred very soon about their new single, Your Inner Light Is Love, which is a song about light versus darkness. A song of unity. It's a feel-good factor optimistic song about the ability of everyone of us to shine a light and give. It is antidote to all the doom and gloom. It is our time to shine. Coming soon to the journey. 
Flight Shift Break. Three, two, one.